everyone welcome to season three episode two of the useless doctor book club i'm harshini i'm sarah and i'm puja and today we are bringing a book that i chose called notes on an execution by danya kukovka am i saying her last name right <laughs> Cool. And so Sarah will give us a spoiler-free summary to start off. Okay, so (laughs) this book is about a man called Ansel Packer, and he's on death row and set to die in 12 hours. And the story basically goes through... Uh, everything leading up to his execution. So there's some flashbacks back to like when he was born and uh, just, and during that time it's following Lavender, which is his mom and just uh, the process, like everything going through her mind. She was in a, not a great marriage and she left and call the cops on her husband and then Ansel was put into foster care and then we see uh like how he is in foster care and meet some of the some of the kids he interacted with uh and we also meet uh his wife that he marries later on as well as her twin sister and uh get a glimpse into their life as well so it's really just um some background so about like Ansel's life and the some background on the characters in his life um leading up to his execution and Okay, and Pooja, do you want to start us off with our spoiler-free reviews? Yeah, so um, I will start off by saying uh, I had kind of heard of this book, but I didn't really know much about it. Um, But I kind of like was like intrigued when Harshini decided to pick this as our uh, book of the week. And I gave this book five stars. It was a great pick. Um, I found that the book was really, really well written. I'm not sure if this is the author's debut. I don't think it is. Oh, second book, Um, which is awesome. It's really, really well written, I think. Uh, I really appreciated all of the characters. As Sarah was mentioning, like, every there are a lot of different moving parts to this book there's a lot of different characters because you're kind of following all of these different women in the life of Ansel um like his mom his wife other childhood acquaintances wife sister like there's a lot of people uh and it can get really authors can sometimes fall into this thing of like having a lot of characters but not giving each character enough time to develop or not going into depth into everyone's story 
or just having like making it super super long and like you get like too much backstory of everyone and like i don't know it can get really confusing in this case i will say that there were certain parts where i was like a little bit lost especially in the beginning when there was like too many people to keep track of but by the end of the book i really thought that every single character that was you know that we heard from or we saw their perspective was fleshed out really well I think there's a lot of interesting philosophical questions that are dealt with in this book. Um, you know, like what it means to be good, what it means to be bad is like a major theme throughout this, um, particularly because as Sarah mentioned, Ansel is sitting on death row. So, you know, questions like that come up, questions about the criminal justice system, questions about like, you know, I don't know, there's a lot going on. And I thought there were a lot of really good points that were raised. And I really like the way that the author kind of delved into these topics while kind of maintaining the pacing of the story well um so yeah five stars for me would definitely recommend really good choice harshini um but yeah harshini you chose this book what did you think why thank you Pooja. i am glad that i have gotten two books for <laughs> that I've received five stars from you so far so feeling pretty good about my track record and I'm very surprised. I mean, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But you gave the first two books this season five stars, which is crazy. But um, yeah, I also just kind of like came across this book very randomly and saw that Pooja and another friend had um, wanted to like put it on their want to read shelf. And I was like, hmm, this seems very interesting. And definitely like a different kind of style of writing than I normally go for like you know just I think even in the description it's just a like told through different perspectives and things like that it's not a very linear traditional plot that you follow but um yeah I really enjoyed like the philosophical questions as Puja brought up like that stuff is in my wheelhouse and honestly I kind of like I do think it's hard to like I don't know I think I was surprised a little bit by kind of how narrative the book was and how much we like really got to know the characters but like I don't know it I I guess I had kind of different expectations of how this book would go but I I think it was just really well done in general um I think like there there were a lot of philosophical questions brought up that I was kind of like hoping could be explored a little bit more but I think that could have gotten like went in a different direction <laughs> that's like this is not a book about like exploring philosophical questions like explicitly like it's more through the stories so I think that made sense but yeah I also rated this book like 4.8 stars pretty much five stars um I don't know if we have also had a book where multiple people agreed that it was five stars, but so far we're doing pretty well with this one. Um, yeah, I feel like this book, I definitely recommend it. And I, I do think it also like brought up a lot of emotions and um, things. I was like, I'm, I'm feeling a lot of feelings <laughs> while reading this book. And I feel like that especially does make me want to get books five stars if they can like be a well-written book that also like makes me think and feel and all of that great stuff so Sarah what did you think about this book so I also like this book I 
I I don't know. I'm going. It's a hard for me to pick a rating. <laughs> so I'm gonna say four point eight stars. Also, <laughs> I think it might have been a five stars, but I had no time to read this book, so I feel like. Um, there were parts where I wasn't legit reading; I was just skimming, and I think maybe, like, I thought the characters were well developed, but I think I could have gotten more from the book if I actually sat down and read the book. But yeah, as Pooja was saying, uh, I really appreciated how well developed the characters were. I I thought it was. Um, well, I guess I haven't read many books uh, that are set up in the way that this is set up. I think I really liked how it like it would incrementally go through Ansel's life and it would give perspectives of the different people in his life because uh, I don't know, you really got to learn who the characters were and I think for me, it wasn't that confusing about like, who are all these characters and uh, how are they related to Ansel? Um, I just thought it was interesting that his past life was never told by him. It was always told by other people. And so you you didn't ne- never really get his perspective on it, but it's, I don't know, it was interesting seeing it from other people's perspective and you could kind of imagine based on his his like I guess ramblings in his cell um you can uh kind of uh guess I guess what's going on in Ansel's mind throughout like these different parts of his life um yeah so I just really like the setup of the book and yeah, it definitely talks about touches on um, a lot of different things, as mentioned, like the justice system and good and bad. I feel like I don't have that much else to add <laughs> compared to what you guys said. So I would recommend this book. I'm assuming you guys would both recommend this book. Um, but yeah. Okay. Before we dive into the second half of this podcast, the spoiler part, I want to say one thing. First of all, why are you guys so stingy with your five stars? Like, it seems like, why am I so forthcoming with all of my five stars? And you guys are like, 4.8. Okay, I said I would have given it five stars if I actually sat down and read the book. But I was giving it because I was stressed about finishing it. So I feel like, it ruined the effect of the book on me. <laughs> that seems like a you problem, not the book problem. It is a me problem, but I rated books low before because it was a me problem. Oh like, all those thrillers I hated were rated low, even if they were good, because I hate thrillers. All right. Yeah, I feel like for me, it was a little hard because I definitely thought this was like my favorite book that we've read on the podcast and like in my opinion I think the best written book um that like I think was deserving of a five stars I think for me like I it was it was a great book compared to other books but I think for what it set out to do like I don't know I I 
felt like I wasn't fully fully satisfied with the book which is why I think I didn't go like full five stars yeah I feel like I don't know there were just some things where I was like I wish if maybe there was something a little more in like certain parts of the book like I I don't even think it was like the storytelling maybe it was like some of that philosophical question stuff I guess like I don't know because it brought up all of those issues and like the whole like good versus evil like I just felt by the end I didn't really feel a resolution and I don't Mm. think there's a correct answer but I just wish maybe the like maybe the book took a like position on it or like there was a little more reflection about the like morality of things since that was such a big theme in the book like by the end when he was actually about to get executed which I don't know if that's a spoiler I mean he's on the title (laughs) yeah he's on death row Um, yeah so yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, I agree. And this kind of leads to my second point, which is something that you also mentioned, Sarah. This book deserves a lot of attention. I personally think it deserves a lot of attention to get like to actually really get into it or understand it or like, you know, see what the author's points are. I think you it's not something that you can casually read because I feel like I started off this book kind of casually listening to it or like you know, while doing other things, like you're listening to the audiobook and then like you miss a bunch of stuff or a bunch of like very important information. Um, so I feel like in order to actually get most out of this book, I would not actually listen to it. Like, or I would listen to it after you have a sense of all of the established characters. Um, I think it you need to pay attention while reading it. So yeah, it's not a casual read. It's definitely not a ca- definitely not a casual read. Yeah. Um, Plus one that okay. I'm like, okay, this is <laughs> this is a nice like good good book. I I feel like it is hard for me to rate like casual books so well. I I do think the fact that it was like it had depth to it, I think made it like also better in my eyes. But I was also like, okay, I read this book. Now I need a super casual book. Um, yeah. Yes, I agree. I just noticed that I rated the last three books we read for this podcast all five stars. I'm having I'm having a great time. <laughs> Hopefully I can continue this tree. Yeah, like I, I rated that rom-com book five stars. I rated our last book five stars, this book five stars. I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna rate everything five stars. Okay. All right. Think positive thoughts, Sarah. Don't worry about it. Um, okay. Do you guys have any other things you want to discuss in this non-spoilery section of the podcast? Or should we dive right in? I think one, like, like honestly, minor thing is just, I think it was just interesting how the, like, perspective that is for Ansel is told in, like, the second person. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, you referring to Ansel. I don't know. It, it's just, like, a different thing that it's just not not like super gonna like change your opinion of the book I think but just for awareness (laughs) there's a second person in this book which is not super common yeah I I like how the author kind of played with this is also getting to the fact that like the author played with different perspectives different tenses to evoke different feelings 
within the book, like getting the perspectives that are given, which we'll get more into in the spoiler section, but then also like Ansel's own, Ansel or Ansel, I'm going to rotate between the two throughout this podcast, but like the, his perspective being in second person also, I don't know. I feel like the book was crafted really well like uh in terms of just like style in terms of elevated writing like you know all of these things I think they're all I think there are two things to ways to think about this one is that you could have thought that the writer was being slightly pretentious which I feel like in certain parts I kind of got the sense that like oh this writer had a little MFA like (laughs) you can you can kind of see like you know the writer is coming from a specific background and it's like a, a, a evident in how they're writing, but I also appreciated it. I kind of thought that like this person knows what they're talking about. They know what they're doing. This is not like, you know, for someone's second book, like that's pretty great that they're able to write in this style and, you know, deal with all these questions while crafting a you know very compelling narrative. Um, but yeah, Sarah, any, any thoughts on this? No, okay. <laughs> All right, should we jump into the spoilers? All right, okay, so we have all given this book a solid rating and have all recommended it. So please go do read this book if you feel so inclined or if you really liked the summary that Sarah gave at the beginning of this book or at the beginning of this podcast. Um, and then come back and listen to our spoilery thoughts afterwards. Or if this is not your jam, which is perfectly fine as well, you can just continue listening right now. So now we will delve into the spoilery part of this book. So what does anyone have anything that they need to talk about immediately? Like right now, I got to discuss this. I feel like there are two things, but I think... I'm like figuring out which one would be better. Okay, I'll just go with this one. So I I was really interested in the whole beginning storyline with Lavender, who is Ansel's mom. Now I'm going to switch between Ansel and Ansel. <laughs> Ansel's mom, who is, um, yeah, like Sarah described in A Bad Marriage with like her, I think she... I forget if like she definitely had a baby really like got pregnant really young I don't know if like she was, it was like 17 or something yeah and they weren't like actually married were they or I don't know it was, I think it was a whole like you know accidentally got pregnant obviously like at 17 I think so. they were they were still like they were on the farm living together so yeah she, she like moved in with him or something yeah I don't know if they ever like legit legit got married but I think they were definitely living with each other for a decent amount of time before mm-hmm. she got pregnant. Okay. Yeah. So basically her husband was abusive and she like wanted to get out of that situation. And so one day um, she basically got him to kind of go on a trip with her and um, left her kids behind so there's Ansel who's three years old and she also had like just had a baby who's just like maybe a month old or something like very very young baby um, and left them behind and kind of like you know called the police and told the police to go get um, his like her children from her house and 
yeah, like the husband ran away and everything, but obviously there was like this sense of abandonment that is like obvious, like at the core of Ansel's whole like journey. Um, but yeah, I was extremely shocked that the brother survived. I did, like, I don't know. It, I think because we got it from Ansel's perspective, it was like pretty much like he died. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty sure they said that, but then we find out that he, um, actually survived and, um, was adopted by this family and like actually got married and has a kid and everything. Um, but yeah, it was just, I don't know. That was something that shocked me. I don't think there were a ton of like big spoilers in this book. Like it wasn't like big reveal kind of situation, but this was like the the biggest surprise, I'd say. Yeah, I definitely didn't well I I definitely didn't expect it in the beginning but I think when Lavender said that she wonders what her two boys are up to I don't know why because like she has no idea if he died or not but I was like huh I wonder if that means the other brother is alive or not but yeah there's definitely not a lot of twists in this book but I think this was a pretty good one. Yeah, I I found the I I was also really surprised. I was not anticipating the brother being alive because we hear Ansel or Ansel saying so many times like, "Oh, I hear the baby screams. Oh, the baby did not survive." Like, you know. So I, I don't know, but I also like it occurred to me that like, how would a three year old really know? Like, how would a three-year-old, like, I don't know. I guess, like, when you go through so much trauma when you're three, you'll remember those times always in your life. But, like, I was like, I don't know. Maybe he might have gotten it wrong, you know. <laughs> Doctors, man, they can come in and save you at the end there. But, like, the other thing that I found interesting was that, like, so they, so another a- part of this whole, like, you know, you find out that not only does does Ansel's brother survive but like he has a child and this child is her name is Blue um or her name is Beatrice but she goes by Blue her nickname is Blue so in the beginning you keep seeing like Ansel or Ansel like oh my god I'm just gonna say Ansel I'm gonna stick with Ansel (laughs) but um you see that Ansel is like has this like little image of this blue house right so like all this like I was like really speculating I was like who is this blue like what does blue house mean like is this someone's house or is it like why does this hold a special place in his heart like that I thought maybe it's connected to like maybe that's where he met his wife or I don't know there was like something there and I was like what is this and you see like a girl like there's a girl named blue Harrison and she's associated with this house and you're like what is the relation between blue harrison and him and then i was like is it his kid i first thought it was his kid then i was thinking because i was like so set up on the fact that like he died like his brother died then there was some mention of like oh this this son was adopted uh and like led a life and then i was like oh my god was ansel adopted and is ansel an unreliable narrator and or like an unreliable character we can't believe him so like is that like, is this going in a completely different direction than we thought it was? It did not do that. And this was not a mystery thriller. This was just a 
fuck so then i was like okay then you find out that like no his brother survived and like blue harrison is actually his niece and he just you know met her and that sort of thing um but what did you guys think of that whole plot line yeah i i was i didn't say this in the bless you in the spoiler fruit part but i yeah like even as i think about it now i was like this book is not like a like page turning thriller like i i found it compelling and like wanted to keep reading but it wasn't a mystery <laughs> it wasn't like i don't even know that i would categorize it as a thriller because it's not like we are following the serial killer about to like go kill someone like it's very much understanding like why people are like this and like piecing together these different parts of the story um but yeah I I think the whole thing with the blue house I also was like this is obviously meaningful in some way but I like didn't expect it at all um also the another thing is that like we never actually get to see the brother alive as an adult like he passes away before um blue actually reaches out to um Ansel because she like finds out about him through her grandmother who obviously when she adopted um like is his name ellis i forget like his basically yeah it's ellis yeah yeah so ellis is his name when when he was born they never named him so he was just baby packer then he becomes ellis harrison and um yeah but he dies before um Ansel gets to like really know that he's his brother is still alive um yeah I thought it was really interesting and I am glad that we also got that perspective of like it was the whole like thing in the towards the end of the book was Blue obviously had like she got to know Ansel more and like he came to the Blue House which is a restaurant that um Blue's family owns and was like helping out with like building things and um you know obviously like just building that relationship with his niece and they all saw the good side of him but obviously he's done terrible things he had killed people already before he um like yeah like when he was younger basically and so yeah like it's it's just interesting to see and and I thought this was why like I found the book so compelling is you get to see his perspective, but you also get to see like people having good relationships with him. And even towards the end, Blue's like obviously, you know, like she's a young girl, like she has these kind of mixed feelings of like I want to see him in a good light and be there for him at his execution and everything. But like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's always nice to get like a kids perspective on things so I thought that was like a good addition to the book not to just have all the adults talking yeah yeah I I agree I think like Blue's perspective was also really interesting I think she had like a very interesting arc as well because she went from like you know like finding out this long lost family member to realizing that the long lost family member has like a very is not a good person um and so like going from like pure joy and finding someone that you didn't know existed to 
realizing that this person is extremely dangerous and like could harm you at any point in time. And then at the end, knowing all of this and still wanting to be there for him while he died, uh, promising her grandmother that, yeah, I'll be there when he actually dies and is executed is like, I don't know. It's just like a very interesting arc. Um, and in addition to that arc, uh, there are like a couple other characters I think that had really interesting arcs throughout. One is Safi. I think out of all the characters, she was probably like my most favorite character because she just had like a very interesting thing. Safi is basically so Saffron Singh. First of all, for when I first saw her name, I was like, this is a joke. Her name is Saffron Singh. <laughs> like this is a joke. Um, but no, her name is Saffron Singh. <laughs> uh, and she is also another child who is in foster care at the, in the same place or like she kind of goes to the same school as Ansel when they're younger. She is also in foster care at the time. Um, and she's kind of like goes through the system in the same way that Ansel does. But she kind of goes from like having a crush on Ansel when they're younger to realizing that he has these kind of like uh, psychopathic tendencies per se. Like she sees him like literally killing animals and then like because she sees him do that he kind of like threatens her a little bit by like you know through some series of events or whatever um and then she kind of gets a sense that he's like dangerous when they're young but then you know dismisses it and then he goes his own way she goes her own way and then years later she ends up like seeing some sort of connection so Safi becomes she joins the NYPD and then uh, comes to, you know, Ansel gets on her radar uh, in the 90s when, you know, she kind of has a feeling that he might have killed a bunch of women. Um, and she tries to investigate it, but then gets kind of shut down uh, due to bureaucracy and like higher ups and that sort of thing. And then like throughout the rest of the book, you kind of see how Safi, you know, she always has some sort of weird feeling about Ansel and like keeps a very close eye on him and like throughout, you know, throughout the entire book, like over the years. Um, and then the story comes kind of full circle when she's the reason that he goes back to jail again. Um, but yeah, it's just like a very, her story arc was very interesting. And then another person's story arc was very interesting was Jenny and Hazel, who are the twins. So Jenny is Ansel's wife and Hazel is Jenny's twin sister. And their relationship was very complicated, but very interesting as well. So what are you guys' thoughts on both Safi and Jenny and Hazel? Uh, wait, before that, we never saw Blue's perspective, right? I think we did. I think so. Yeah, oh, yeah, especially I remember towards the end, we definitely did when she was talking about like. Yeah, but that was like Lavender's perspective talking to Blue. So I was wondering if there was a legend. Oh. I think everything that's like, well, okay. I know there's Safi's perspective when she interacts with Blue. I thought there were Blue chapters because like none of this is Ansel's perspective. So yeah. I'm pretty sure. 
don't know. I rem- that's what I remember. I remember seeing Buddha Bhavani. Wait, let me I let me know. check. No, I think I think everything is Safnis and then Lavender's perspective without any blue chapter. Okay, yeah, there's no blue chapter. Yeah, you're right. I was I would while you guys were talking, I was like, I feel like there wasn't one, and I kind of wish there was because it would be interesting to get her perspective and like I don't know, she was really into reaching out to like lost family members that she had. So like I don't know, I guess getting her motivation for that and stuff like that. But uh anyway, the Safi, to be honest, I didn't really like her. I think it's because I kind of skimmed and I I didn't I wasn't able to fully understand her character um but yeah I think it's her character arc was definitely interesting going from like I don't know I guess you could see her motivations for wanting to become the a police officer or chief I don't really know what her job was yeah okay (laughs) based on based on uh what Ansel did when she was in foster care and then I don't know full circle to Ansel again and she's being a detective again um I think yeah I I it was also interesting seeing how, like, uh, she was really overworked. And then you could, I don't know, it was, like, realistic because I feel like, I mean, I guess I don't know. I don't know any detectives, but I feel like it makes sense. Like, you know, like, there are people that are dying and then you're like, I could be working to fix this. I feel like it's hard to have like a real life as a detective um and I feel like the author like I don't know brought it out in the book um I think the dynamic between Jenny and Hazel is interesting I (laughs) I guess I never had that type of competition with my twin but um I yeah, I could see how it happens, I guess. You're like because um her mom seemed to favor Jenny over Hazel. Um I think Hazel's arc is definitely interesting because she I from what it seems like really didn't I don't know, she goes back and forth kind of liking Jenny and not liking Jenny. And then in the end, she's like, how could I ever not like Jenny? And I don't know. It was, I think the author does a good job of developing characters. I feel like most of the characters in this book were not stagnant and they evolved in some way. Yeah, I think for me, I I like did really like Safi. I feel like she I don't know it was 
I guess since we didn't really get Boo's perspective, she, as a kid, we got her perspective when she was in foster care, at least, with um, Ansel. And, oh, my God, I, I guess that part was probably the, like, creepiest part where he kills a fox. Well, he kills, like, three animals and she sees that and like um Safi finds him killing like with these dead animals and then he puts the dead box in her bed which is like oh my god <laughs> like who, is there no one else that, like seeing this in her room and in, in whatever house they were in but anyways um I feel like with Safi like yeah I definitely could relate to her kind of just really like having this piece of information and there was basically when um she was trying to like help with um solving the murders of the three women one of which was her friend like I don't think they were super close friends she basically has another friend that I think is like from foster care as well that like she still remains close with um but this was another girl from their same foster care situation um Lila who's one of the women who Ansel killed and she, like she kind of ties the whole thing with Ansel and like is very like pretty much certain that it's him but the, the like police basically are trying to solve the murder quickly and like pin it on like I think some homeless man or like someone who's very like easy to pin it on and yeah, I could like sense her whole frustration with that. And I think that was interesting to explore, especially once it got to the end of Ansel also kills Jenny. So this is my other question of like, I, we kind of knew from the beginning when, you know, they were talking about these three women that like Ansel killed them and killed someone else like 10 years later, like a long time after that. But I didn't know it was Jenny. Like, I think it was, like, obvious that it was someone in the story. But I, I don't think we found out that it was, like, actually Jenny for sure till the end. Am I thinking about that right? Because I was, like, I don't know if this was mentioned earlier in the book and I just, like, missed it. I think, like, you find out, like, you you have a sense. I had a sense it was Jenny just because in the beginning he kept talking about, like, oh, I really miss Jenny. I really miss Jenny and, like, Blue. I thought it could have been either Blue or Jenny. Like, either yeah. he killed Blue or he killed Jenny. Yeah, um, because Blue yeah. was involved. Like, I was like, why are they telling us so much about Blue? Like, what happened there? So, yeah, I also, like had the same like question and then yeah we find out that it was Jenny but anyways um Safi like when she starts suspecting Ansel like goes kind of like very intensely kind of starts like stalking watching Ansel and talks to Jenny actually during that time and Jenny does not seem like that surprised that her husband might have murdered these women and she finds out that um like uh Jenny has Lila's ring um and so that's like kind of a key thing I think she finds that out then I don't know maybe yeah she finds that out like when when the actual murders happen but like whatever this 10 year later period when he ends up killing Jenny which we can talk about kind of what led up to that later but I thought it was just really interesting that she was like so I think wait 
sorry <laughs> now I'm like what actually happened because I think he basically went and killed Jenny because something happened yeah so she gets kicked out of the house with yeah. with like blue like because Safi comes and tells blue and her mom hey Ansel is like a bad dude like he's he might have killed he probably killed several women by the way for our listeners Ansel is on death row for killing many women <laughs> um and like Lila is one such woman and after he killed Lila he got a ring from her he gave that ring to Jenny Safi knows Lila Safi sees the ring on Jenny's finger makes the connection okay Ansel killed Lila and then gave his ring to Jenny okay anyway yeah go ahead yeah because yeah I I think okay so I think the thing was maybe like I was thinking about like what Safi exactly did that kind of set Ansel off but basically she has like a ton of regret after or a ton of doubt about like if what she did warning Blue and I forget what her mom's name is but Blue and the mom about um Ansel like obviously that was a good thing for their protection but then it led to Ansel basically like out of his anger goes to Jenny's house like kind of leaves leaves the area like New York I don't know <laughs> wherever the yeah they happened. they he leaves so they live in New York and then Jenny moved to Texas and then he goes to Texas yeah he goes to Texas goes into her house when she's just like minding her own business cooking or something and kills her and yeah then like Safi is just like filled with like this kind of I guess like she feels like she caused that and um I don't know I I thought that part was like the most interesting in like Safi's story kind of her dealing with that um anyways I think with the whole Jenny and Hazel thing I yeah I feel like it it was also really interesting to see kind of Hazel's arc. And I was just thinking about the last book we read with the whole like twin situation in that book. And like, I mean, you know, the different storylines of the book and the movie, but I feel like with this twin pair, like I could see the whole, like it made sense to me that she was super jealous. And like, I, I feel like it's that kind of situation where you're like, even if you, feel that kind of competition especially fueled by her mother's favoritism and everything like Hazel still feels a ton of love like this like undeniable connection with her sister and in her chapters it's like there's all of this I think in the beginning there's like something around like the the connection you feel with your twin like you can like feel it when something happens to them and then towards the end when Jenny does die like you see Hazel's perspective of like she didn't feel anything when Jenny died and she's kind of like you know feels disconnected because of that but then like there's all this part about her going through her grief but also feeling like Hazel's or Jenny's always with her so I don't know all that part like those parts I think were understandable with like the whole con- like tri- sibling thing and her being jealous and also like 
kind of having a crush on Ansel as well. I guess he's a very attractive man that people just like falling for left and right. But also like seeing her go through that grief at the end, I think was very like compelling as well. What about you, Sarah? What are, what are your thoughts on this? Um, yeah, I thought it was, um, in, like, I, it was, like, I don't know, I showed a lot about Safi's character that she was, like, over, like, I guess, overthinking so much about telling Blue to stay away from uh, Ansel but I don't know I guess she doesn't know this but I feel like in my opinion it was because I mean I guess driving him away made him go to Jenny but I feel like the reason that he wanted to kill her was because he saw her with another guy and not necessarily because I mean, I guess he was frustrated that once again, like, people, like, I guess, kicked him out of their lives. But I feel like what pushed him over the edge was seeing her happy with another guy. Um, and here he was, like, miserable all alone. Um, I guess Safi doesn't really know this, but... Um, I don't know. I thought it was. I know. I guess it shows that she's a cop that really cares. That she thinks like so much about whether it was um, the right decision. Yeah, yeah. I I I think that's a really good point about like Safi not no like Ansel. I don't think it was necessarily that he suddenly just felt anger towards her because he blue kicked him out. But I think the trigger was maybe her being happy with someone else and not needing him or wanting him at all after that, which I think is interesting. Harshne, I also think that there was like a very interesting thing about what you said about Hazel and Jenny. I also thought of a simple favor uh, the previous book <laughs> I was thinking twins and I was like connection because they also talk about this twin connection and I was like hmm but then I also felt like Hazel had such an interesting like I thought I thought so basically when we first meet Hazel she is like I guess she's like first year in college like she, she didn't go to college she was she's a ballet dancer um and her sister goes to college and she comes back with Ansel for the winter or like I don't know Thanksgiving or something I don't know or maybe it was Christmas something like some holiday and uh, Hazel like feels some attraction towards Ansel she sees him immediately but then she also feels like spite against Jenny because Jenny has like all of this attention on her like she is like this golden child whereas Hazel is like not the golden child and like I don't know you see her kind of envious like oh Jenny has everything I have nothing no one cares about me and that sort of thing and she's just kind of like bitter a little bit bitter a little bit angry and then you see how like the tables turn so fast where like Hazel you know ends up being the one who's 
happily married, has a stable, steady life, you know, has children. Whereas Jenny kind of like ends up marrying Ansel and like regrets the decision to marry him because he, she ends up finding out like his true colors basically. Um, And it's just like a very, I don't know. It's just like very interesting, their dynamic and how people perceive them and how they perceive themselves and, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just a very interesting thing in how it plays out. And I also saw the connections with the previous book with the whole twin thing. Um, I actually wrote a note about it. <laughs> I was like, I reminded me of a simple favor. Also, okay. One question I had, which is this such a dumb question, but forgive me. Um, is Vermont that close to New York? Because Safi stalks Ansel this whole time. And she just goes to Vermont every five minutes, it seems like. Like once a day. She goes, in Vermont? Yeah, she's, he's in Vermont. Because Jenny and Hazel, they, they keep talking about like, oh yeah, in Burlington, blah, blah, blah. Like they're in Vermont. And she goes to Vermont every so often. Just and like she's just like one afternoon she's like I'm gonna go to Vermont. I was like, how close is Vermont to New York that she could is just that, go? They're neighboring states. Okay, but it depends on which part of New York you're in. I I mean I guess if there are wait she was like is she that far up in New York? Like is she like right yeah, there? Yeah, I think she's she's rural because. I thought they lived in rural areas. They might live it, yeah. She's not in, like, Manhattan. I get that. But, like, still, I was like, how close are these states that she could just go so quickly to Vermont whenever she feels like it? Also, is New York bordering Vermont? Yeah, that's what I just said. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't, I thought there was, like, a state in between. Maybe, I don't know. I thought it was, like, bordering, like, I know it borders Canada, but <laughs> in my head, yeah, I'm like, I, I mean, huh. <laughs> wait, I guess, weren't they like a mile? Oh, I guess her Ansel's childhood home was like, you could see Canada. Wait, yeah, I mean. Yeah, you know, Ansel lived close to, Ansel lived in New York his whole life, basically, but then moves to Vermont because he goes to college in Vermont. Uh, and then, but to me, I don't know why I didn't realize that they were that close. Like, I I thought, like, I don't know why I thought there was like a state in between there. <laughs> I was like, doesn't she have to go to like through Massachusetts to get to Vermont? But no, that's not the case. But in my head, I was like, oh, I, she has to go through a lot of states to get to Vermont. But this lady, <laughs> Safi, is going to Vermont in an afternoon. dedicated but okay i kind of want to turn the conversation to ansel because like we said there are there are philosophical questions and i love philosophy so (laughs) here we go um yeah okay so this is like the part that i was like saying i was unsatisfied because basically throughout the book ansel has this theory he's like oh like I want to publish my theory like when he was in jail he was sitting and writing everything down and even like towards the beginning-ish like you kind of hear a little bit about it like I mean a good amount about it um first of all they 
he brought up like he believes in the multiverse and i was like oh my god doctor strange and the multiverse and madness i don't know there's just been a lot about the multiverse so i was like wow i love this book <laughs> but <laughs> i mean it's it's like there's a lot of mentions of like oh like like what do you think we would be doing in a different life like what if this happened differently and not just like what if this happened differently in this world but like in another world in another like universe like this is the way it is um which we also see kind of at the end of the book with like what what if the women that Ansel killed had lived and like what would their lives be like but I thought that was interesting but like more interesting for me like kind of the what he talks about around like people not being good or evil and like it seems like he kind of justifies his actions that way and like not explicitly like being like oh I'm not evil but I think just talking about how you're not like a static like it's not a static thing um it's interesting because I feel like there's a lot to that that I think like can make sense then like that I don't know it I had mixed feelings about like my feelings about Ansel I guess because obviously you you can't like him he has done these horrible things but like the entire book I feel like is trying to show you like what like the entire story around that as well as like highlighting also the women not just like putting all the focus on him which is like what what we usually do but yeah I just feel like there was like those kind of mentions of like you know his beliefs around there is no good or evil and then like Safi's perspective being like oh like he is like an evil person and like other mentions of people actually being good or evil and you know them having a position on that but I I I also do think that there is a lot around that where it's like it is it is based on perspective and it is like I don't know the best person that you can think of is still not like fully good you know I don't know what are your guys' thoughts around that or like yeah his that whole part of the book yeah well I hate philosophy (laughs) so I I guess I didn't like fully uh, like those sections but I think um, I don't know I guess there are a lot of philosophers that are like are you inherently good are you inherently bad and stuff and I feel like he does have a point in that no one's all good and no one's all bad. I feel like most people know that, though. I feel like no one would expect someone to be entirely good. Yeah, yeah. I guess, like, I mean, obviously, in this case, it's more about, like, is he evil? And oh, this is where I, guess- I yeah, this is, what, sorry, this just one thing I forgot to mention was like I I feel like towards the end like it's not told explicitly but it's kind of through this whole like question of you know he obviously does not want to be you know executed at the end and it's like the questions around the death penalty that I think it's like kind of you're like basically telling this person like there's no 
good in you there's nothing worth saving about you and I think especially like with the criminal justice system I think those questions are also really interesting around like yeah like where where do you kind of draw the line for a person just being like you know you there's nothing that you can do to possibly make them like worth saving make like finding any sort of good in them and I I think that's why especially Blue's presence in the book was so interesting because I think she was that person who saw like his potential for good um but it's still like you know his actions like like those few actions that he took in moments where like you can tell that it's not even like this is not a premeditated thing he's not like fully like you know you don't see those kinds of negative thoughts in him um at all I mean you don't totally get his perspective when he is killing people but like I think it's still interesting how yeah like you get to see those different sides of it and like still you know we just pass judgment wholly being like yeah he is we're gonna kill this person yeah I am like curious that like if if Safi didn't say anything whether he would like he would still have like these I mean I guess he doesn't have urges to kill people but if he would like be how he was with Blue Dot like his entire life or he would be like because I mean I'm pretty sure when he first met Jenny he was also like oh this is better and he was like I don't know not going is like I know like I don't I don't know I not going as insane I guess because he he said I think that like he like he could hear his brother's screams but like I think she helped with that um but obviously it got to a point where like it wasn't a good relationship so I'm curious whether the same situation would happen with blue or whether it was like he truly felt like I don't know he belonged there and was happy there and um could make his life there forever I don't know Yeah, all very, very interesting questions. I too, like, I'm not, I'm not going to say I love philosophy, but I'm also getting a doctorate of philosophy. So maybe I should say I like philosophy. <laughs> I, I do. I, huh? not real philosophy. <laughs> no, but I mean, I have to read a lot of philosophy for my degree. So I, I have done my, my share of reading. I have to continue reading. I'm always reading philosophy. It's a thing. Um, <laughs> but I do think that, Harshi, I agree. I think there was a lot of interesting questions being asked in the sense that, like, every single person's perspective is indicative of almost a very different view of what is good and what is evil. Um, So you have, like, Anzal, who thinks this one particular way of goodness and evil, saying that, like, everyone... uh, has the capacity to be good or like it goodness and evil is not just like a black and white question it's there's always a gray area and blue is evidence of this kind of mindset of like 
even knowing all that you know, you can still find some humanity within yourself to recognize the goodness in another person. Whereas Safi, given her perspective as a police officer, given her background, given all of these other factors, has a different conclusion when it comes to what is good and what is evil. And Hazel also, like you see her at the end there, like not even crying a little bit, like not even like, finding a little bit of joy seeing him die like that like she she does not care because she views him as like a completely evil person you know and it's just very I think it's very interesting um I do think though that this question was I kind of agree with a point that you mentioned way earlier which was this question was kind of like glossed over slightly a little bit at the end there. Like it's a question that was raised. It's a question that's a thread throughout the entire thing, but I don't think the author ever wanted to make a clear statement about it. I think the author was just kind of like, all right, I'm just going to put this here. And uh, yeah, we're just going to leave it there. <laughs> like, we're not necessarily going to do anything with this. We're not going to make a statement. We're not going to like make some sort of claim. We're not going to even show, like, we're not even going to like say that this is my point of view, like, or like state their point of view per se. It's just kind of like a thing that's raised. It's like a probe almost. You just leave it there. And then you're like, all right, you think whatever you want to think about this. Um you know, do what you will with this information, basically. Um, which I think is a, it's a, it's a perfectly reasonable way of going about these type of tough questions as well. Um, you don't need to make a statement if you don't want to. But yeah, I do think that, uh, I don't know, what did you think of Ansel's theory? He kind of, like, I remember there were certain parts in the book where other people were like, he's not saying anything new. <laughs> he's just stating something that already exists and he's not even stating it well <laughs> but yeah what you guys think that's kind of what I thought about it I mean everyone knows that not everyone's good and I guess sometimes we forget that not everyone's bad but also everyone knows that there are like statistically probably another universe like us where people are making different decisions but like I don't I I don't really get his point to that. Like, so there's an, another universe where the, this person's making a different decision. But like, what is that? How is it relevant to me at all? Like, I'm still going to make my decision. <laughs> so maybe I just don't understand philosophy. But I don't know what the point of him saying that was. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Where like, I don't know. I understand the author not taking position two things I think were unsatisfying was like the the resolution of this like in some way and like I didn't totally get his whole theory like I just wish that we got something more that like helped justify his actions through the theory it was just kind of like yes he has like these ideas that are more common I I don't know like it's like I could make some sort of guess around it's like it goes along with the whole like not being good or evil just kind of like life being I guess a series of like decisions that you make and you know like there is a different world where 
you made a different decision but like what is the best world like I don't know I feel like there there are ways that you can go about it but I feel like yeah in in his perspective we didn't fully get that and like I I wasn't fully clear on like how that connected to what he like why he was the way that he was I mean obviously I think like we said before a lot of his feelings come out of the abandonment like that he faced when he was young and like the whole baby screaming thing is something that has traumatized him and you see like the impact of that but I don't know along with this I just wish there was something more to like what I would kind of like what I started thinking about was you know can can we necessarily like blame people like Ansel or is it more of a societal thing like is there something that should have been done to support people like Ansel more maybe this is just me trying to fix society's problems but I just feel like with someone like him who and like seeing kind of the trajectory of like how his life has gone like obviously he hasn't lived a great life but also he he did make it to college and he did like kind of get out of like the his poor childhood where he like had all of these bad things dealt to him like he was able to come out of that and succeed in some way you would think but like he still didn't fully get over those feelings and does that mean like there are other things like it's not just success and like feel being like an accomplished person is not just about like those kinds of things that you do with your life but more even just like I don't know (laughs) actually taking care of your mental health and like being able to process through those feelings and that trauma that he went through like maybe that would have helped everyone in this situation so I don't know I I wish the author had like said something about that or maybe that's just kind of the the way that I thought about things after this um after reading it so I I I agree with you and I think I think one of the main things that I felt like was not adequately discussed was I think like when we often think of like good versus evil or like whatever, we tend to think of it in this concept of nature versus nurture, right? This, uh, like the author never necessarily gives you any sort of clear understanding of like, like, as you mentioned, like there's no clear reason as to why Ansel is doing what he's doing. Like there's no, like, yes, you can infer that perhaps it's like this trauma in his background or whatever but it could just be like I don't know like you you could you could even think about it like sometimes people attribute genetics sometimes people attribute environment there's multiple different reasons and the author doesn't even attempt to necessarily like really outwardly speculate you as a reader infer like maybe he's born with it type of thing like or maybe he's like you know, it's due to these environmental factors that are, you know, influencing his life. Maybe it's like the fact that he never really, like he has these abandonment issues. He has this, he has that, whatever you infer of these things. The author is not telling you what to think per se, but I think the author has missed an opportunity to have that discussion as to like what 
like uh, how these things influence a person. If we had maybe seen Anzo's perspective like throughout rather than like only the 12 hours before, or like if we had like kind of followed Anzal also, we could have maybe gotten some insight into his own patterns of thinking, what he thought. We get little clips here and there with like, you know, like when he looks at Jenny and then as Sarah was saying, like he starts, he stops behaving in certain ways um, and then gets triggered at certain things or whatever. But like, if we kind of like saw throughout, we could have gotten more insight into that. And like, that could have like, been the author's statement on like nature versus nurture or like you know like all of those type of things um I personally I don't believe in nature versus nurture in the sense that I don't think that they're two separate entities I think you're always one is always influencing the other but I think that's like a take that or not a take but like kind of a take <laughs> a take that you have that you can you know give reasoning as to why you have that and I don't think the author necessarily was trying to do that my second thing that I was going to say is that um oh my god oh what was I gonna say okay I already forgot <sighs> I didn't write this down <laughs> okay when I think about it again I'll remember it um but I really, I did want to mention the nature versus nurture thing. Yeah. 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 I feel like, I don't know, when thinking through all of that, I, I, this is where I was like struggling to like, be like, do I fully, like, as I said before, some things left me on, not me feeling unsatisfied. I do think part of like the whole, like us not seeing his perspective throughout, like that was done on purpose and and I do think like the way that this was written kind of ambiguously like that is an interesting way to get the reader to think about it and maybe that was just the author's intention to like as we were saying just not like put much out there that's like influencing the way you think it kind of like lets you think about whatever you want to think about but um yeah I, I think that could just be unsatisfying to people I recalled what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> so two things. One thing that I was going to say was, as you just mentioned, right? What is the purpose of us only seeing the women in Ansel's life uh, and their perspectives? Like, what is there a statement that the author is making about this? Or is it just... I don't know. Like, is there any point to this? We don't see Ansel's like friends. We don't see Ansel anything, anyone else who is not like, who does not identify as a woman in this book. We don't see their perspectives at all. Now, I don't know if there's a statement being made here. I did not see any like clear, like, you know, I didn't see a lot of like clear feminist undertone per se, like I didn't see the actual significance of why every single person in this, every single perspective is a woman's perspective um, explaining Ansel. I, I, yeah, I didn't see it. Maybe there's something, that's the first thing. The second thing that I was going to say is that this discussion of good and evil is something that is not necessarily specific to this book. I think there are a lot of other books that also talk about it. this. If you are also interested in this topic 
and want to read another book, um, East of Eden by John Steinbeck uh, does a great job talking about this. And it's one of my favorite books of all time. It's great. Okay, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, to your first point, um, I do think like the slight thing that I saw towards the end was this pretty clear statement around like we only like once a murder like this happens or a serial killer like we like glorify the serial killer and like you know we know all about Ted Bundy like there's been so many movies made about him like all of this stuff around him and obviously through his story it's like yeah these poor victims that he killed but you know, I could not name like, the victims that he killed, you know, as easily as I could name him. And I, I have watched movies and stuff like that, but like that is not the central part of it. So I think, yeah, the way that this book was written, I mean, obviously we also got to see Lavender's perspective, which I think was interesting to have that like, you know, she was like, you know, shocked and like saddened to hear that this is how her son turned out. Um, But, like, you know, through that, you also got to understand her and understand Ansel more. And, like, you know, obviously that was helpful to the whole story. But I think with all the other characters, um, I mean, not all, but, like, even Blue being there, not actually being a perspective in the story, um, getting to see, like, the impact on her, but specifically getting to see the impact around, like, the victims and the other people in the story I think is the way the author was trying to like bring forth the other experiences rather than just being like oh this man is like you know like I guess giving him too much screen time to be like this story is all about him when it's really all about like everyone in this whole like situation and everyone deserves to like kind of share their perspective and for us to understand their perspective yeah I think that's a good point um what an interesting note is that Jenny and Blue didn't share their perspective and I was just I was wondering if like that was because like I know you said um it was like ambiguous uh whether he killed blue or jenny um and i was like maybe he didn't share their perspectives because he wanted you not like to wonder which one he killed but i mean i guess since the perspectives are in the past <laughs> it could really be he could still share them but yeah, I don't know. It's interesting that he, like, you never see what they're thinking or, like, what they think of Ansel. Yeah, that's a very interesting point because all the other perspectives, you get Lavender's perspective, you get Hazel's perspective, and you get Safi's perspective. Three people who don't talk to Ansel that much at all. Like, Lavender only knows Ansel when he's obviously gave birth to him (laughs) and, like, the first three years of his life and then never talks to him again. 
um, Hazel, who only knows him through her own twin sister, but like barely knows him really. And then Safi, who knows him when she's a child and then never sees him again, but like is still, he still thinks of him as a large part of her life. But like the two people who actually like have regular conversation with him and who are actually like, quote unquote, close to him, we never see their perspective. So we never really get insight into Ansel at all that much. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Other than what he's thinking in his True. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Any other thoughts? Okay. This is like pretty minor, I would say. But um, remember, like, this is kind of earlier on in the book, but like, basically, Ansel is like kind of has a thing with this guard, and he's basically pretty much, I think, trying to use her to get out. And this is why I was like unsure if the whole like, you think. Not- you think he's trying to use her to get out? Yeah, okay, he's trying to use her to get out. Um, but I think, like, the the whole, like, thing about, like, I was, like, oh, maybe him getting executed is a spoiler because, like, there was that part where he, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how obvious it was, but, like, I think, um, yeah, he basically was, like, oh, I I think yeah he, he was like convincing her that he didn't actually do it um and then he was like would it be really bad if I did do it and then she was like I'm not helping this man I don't know if she was ever gonna help him but definitely after that was like did not go through with the actual escape plan um but yeah I don't know <laughs> I just wanted to to bring that up it's like he he really was trying to get out of there um and yeah, I feel like up until the very end, like he just had a lot of trouble ex- accepting it. Um, but I, I don't know. I kind of, I just wish we got a little more like remorse. I, I don't think we got much of it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we got any of it. Okay. Yeah. So. I mean, I guess a little bit. Nah, I don't know. Maybe for Jenny, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. I guess that was another twist. I don't know if you guys ever thought that he was actually going to escape. But I kind of, like, thought that maybe he was actually going to... Because I didn't read the description. I don't know. didn't know, like, uh, anything about this book. So I thought he, it was about him escaping prison. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, I don't know. Once... They mentioned like the gun under the seat. I'm gonna, I was like, oh, she's not gonna actually put it there, and then he's gonna be screwed. But I was, I was a little surprised by that part. Yeah, I didn't think he was ever gonna escape. I thought like the plan would go bad. Like I thought, like I felt like maybe she would, and then like do something wrong, and then like the plan goes bad he, and like his, doesn't work out. He said something like um wait what was her name shauna oh yeah shauna he was like oh that name's gonna be important to me in a couple months so i thought that meant like or i see he said something along those lines so i was like oh that means she helps him escape because yeah yeah which i was like and then he when she doesn't help him then he's like oh my theory is correct like something (laughs) about women always leaving you and i'm like oh my god (laughs) like relax bro (laughs) 
<laughs> chill. Um, another point, another, you had mentioned a point about Shauna. What was, oh my God. What were we talking about right before this, before Shauna? You had, you mentioned something and I had a point and then I forgot the point. Remorse? Remorse. Okay. Yes. Remorse. Even like, and then Sarah was like, no, he never felt remorse. Even at the very end, he's dying. Okay. <laughs> he's dying. And he, all he says is not like, I'm sorry, or I did it or whatever. It's like, I can be better. I can do better. Uh, just let me live. I can do better. But I feel like that's a little bit, at least he acknowledges that he did something bad. <laughs> No, because what it is, is like, it's like, uh, I don't know. It doesn't, it's not remorseful. It sounds opportunistic. It's like, I didn't get an opportunity. I could do, if I got, if I got another opportunity, I could be better. Which is like, that's not remorse. That's just, can you give me a second chance? Remorse would be like, I did wrong. I should get punished for, I should get adequately punished for doing the wrong. Yeah, but like wh- wh- I I don't fully remember this when he saw Hazel in like the window, and then he was like, "Oh, Jenny, was there any remorse there?" I don't remember. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. I just remember Hazel being like, "Not today." Like you're dying. <laughs> Yeah, I will stand here and watch you. <laughs> Which I was like, wow, that's like that fierce love for your twin, except all the times where she was also like kind of jealous of her twin. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, I don't know. Their relationship was so interesting. I was like, wow, these twins, man. This is yeah. what Simple Favor should have done. <laughs> it did not too by the way spoilers for the previous podcast <laughs> not to be honest i don't remember what happened in that book at all <laughs> we uh, read it like oh last God, week no. <laughs> i was like there was no twin in that book oh my God. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> we can tell how closely you read that one (laughs) no it's my memory that's rough (laughs) all right any other thoughts you guys wanted to discuss no okay then well that is if that's the case then that is a wrap on season three episode two um sarah what book are we reading next week we are reading uh game of fear by charles todd uh and it's part of a series like an inspector ian rutledge series so uh we'll see how it goes hopefully you don't need to know any previous information for this book but i'm assuming if it's number 24 like how do they really expect everyone read all the 23 other books before this so yeah i'm excited Um, got a little detective book 
love a good detective. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. We will see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.